The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. He said, where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought from his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, and Judas and Simon, are not his his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deeds there, apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So here is my short list to good health. Get plenty of rest. Breathe clean, fresh air eat healthy food, exercise, and don't do drugs. So what's the first thing you do when you get admitted to the hospital? They put an IV and they put right beside the patient's ear a box with an alarm clock that goes off all night so the patient can't get any rest any time. And then what they do is they shut and lock all the windows so that you have to breathe illness and disease and not any fresh air. And then they serve you hospital food. And then they strap you in bed so you can't get any exercise and then you pump you with drugs. So I was in the hospital uh, visiting patients, and I was with this particular patient and the family about to say a prayer with them. And then the, all the IV alarms go off, and it was so loud in the room, they, nobody could even hear me. Naturally, nobody comes in to shut it off, so I go out and I find the nurse. When I find the nurse, I tell the nurse exactly what I think of hospitals, what I just told you. So I thought that she would be really upset with me, but she wasn't. She agreed with me. She says, you're absolutely right. You don't get well until you, get, you go home. My father was in the hospital uh, with his surgery. He, his biggest complaint was he didn't get any rest. He wasn't getting any sleep. So after a couple of days, I pulled the nurse aside and I says, can you just let him sleep one night? I says, the alarms are going off. Everybody's coming in and poking and prodding him and waking him up. He can't get any rest. He needs rest. So the nurse says, no, we can't do that. He won't start to get healing until he gets home. Why is that? Why is it? The reason why is because of God. It's God is the one that provides the healing. You see, when you break a bone, it's not the doctor that heals the bone. It's God. God puts stuff in us so that we will heal. Now, in the second letter to the Corinthians, in Paul's letter to them, he tells them that he has a thorn, that he's suffering. And he asks Jesus three times to take it away. Now, we don't know what the thorn actually symbolizes. Maybe it's one of the churches that are in trouble again. Maybe it's a mother-in-law or, or a uh, toothache. We don't know. He doesn't tell us. But what he does tell us is what Jesus said to him in response to his request. He said to him, My grace is sufficient. It means that God gives us everything 
we need to heal. When I was about 10 years old, my friend tragically drowned in a canoeing accident. I was devastated. And after a couple of days of feeling really bad, my mother finally came to me. She says, Peter, you're hurting. You've got to heal. And this is how you're going to heal. First, you're going to pray to God, because God is your friend. You're going to find out that your friend is going to take really good care of your good buddy. And then you're going to relax and you're going to sleep well. Because your mind is going to be at peace. And then you're going to eat good food, delicious food that you like, and lots of it. And then you're going to exercise. You're going to go out and play. You're going to play more than you ever did in your entire life. I'm going to let you play all the time until your smile comes back and your spirits are up again. And your friend who is in heaven smiling is going to be happy because you're happy. My mother helped guide me. I did every single thing I needed to do to get to heal again. Now the model of healing, the model of quick healing, is Jesus himself. So after Peter denied Jesus three times, a week later, he went fishing with some of the disciples. They fished all night and caught nothing. And at the crack of dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore and he said to them, he says, why don't you cast your net to the right side? And they didn't. They caught 153 very large fish. For a fisherman, that's a really good day. But no, it's not enough. There's even more. Jesus had prepared for them breakfast. So they had breakfast on the beach. And not only that, they had breakfast on the beach with, the best, with their best friend who was dead a week ago. That, that's pretty good. But that's not even enough. And then Jesus tells Peter that you're going to be the shepherd, which means he's going to be the pope because that's what a shepherd is, is a pope. And that's a pretty good promotion. So here's my question after the resurrection. Why is Jesus so happy? Why is he in such a good mood? Why is he dishing out all of these wonderful gifts to everybody? Shouldn't he be a little mad? Should he be upset? Should he be brooding over his injuries? I mean, he was crucified. How come? I'll tell you why. Because he healed. He healed quickly. How did he heal so quickly? Well, I'll tell you. It tells us in the gospel. Jesus told his disciples before he died, I'm returning to my father. And we know at the beginning of the gospel that, that, that Jesus came from the bosom of the father, which means they would recline the table. So he returned and they're having a little bit of a... Uh, when he returned to the Father, I assumed that they were having a banquet. And I could just picture the two raising their, their glasses, the Father and Son, and the Father says to the Son, to my Son, who just saved the world. Jesus healed quickly. Now here's the point I want to make, and what I think Paul, St. Paul is trying to make in this in the letter to the Corinthians is that the mo- one of the most important things you and I will ever do as Christians is to heal. We have to heal. We have to learn to be really good at healing. Why do we have to heal? Because we get banged up. We get bruised. We get hurt. Jesus promised that he would, we would. We're going to carry crosses. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to suffer. And if that's the case, then we're going to have to be able to heal quickly. But God wants us to know that he gives us every single thing we need to heal quickly. He gives us wonderful gardens and sunsets and culinary arts and wonderful literature. Provides us with many, many wonderful things. The most important, of course, is our relationship with the Father. That's what Jesus wanted to teach us. 
Yeah, we get banged up, we get bruised, and sometimes we end up in a hole. And we have no energy when we're in the hole to get out of the hole. But that doesn't mean that God's not going to jump in the hole and give us every single thing that we need to restore ourselves so that we are at our A game all the time, so that we are effective in the world. But Jesus is a healer, but before Jesus heals, he knew how to heal himself. And if we're going to heal others, we have to be really good at healing.